Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today, I definitely wanted to come on and do another amazing episode for you guys, which I am so excited to do. And this is Own for Positive Content. And one of the things that I actually want to do is to also stay connected to um, current event that's happening around the world because I have uh, listeners around the world that tune into my podcast channel um, to basically listen to whatever I have to say or whatever I'm playing music, motivational stuff. But at the same time too, I want to stay connected to all the other stuff that's going on. And so lately I've come across a story about um, you know, there's a couple of different companies that are facing backlash for supporting the war that's going on in the Middle East. And so depending on which side that you're on, you know, if you choose the wrong side, then obviously, you know, people are going to react and stuff like that. And then some people are saying like, you know, I thought, you know, there was like freedom of speech. Like you could basically um, express how you feel without having backlash and stuff like that. So it's kind of crazy uh, what's going on right now. And I definitely want to play a few videos of, you know, the different reaction from different companies that have actually um, showed their support for, you know, one particular side over the other and just see how other people uh, react to that, you know. So that's actually what I'm going to be covering today. And Without any further ado, I'll go ahead and play the first video. Starbucks should be getting publicly roasted for union busting and refusing to even negotiate with unionized workers. You see, if there's one thing I love more than coffee, it's unions, because unions perk up pay. And if there's one thing I hate, more than corporations who try to bust unions is having to make my own coffee every morning. Now, I may be known for a lot of things, but making a good cup of coffee isn't one of them. I was thrilled to hear about workers in Starbucks stores across the country exercising their right to unionize. A cup of solidarity brewed by a union barista? What could be better than that? Definitely not me being my own barista. Starbucks is a multi-billion dollar company. Its new CEO will start with a pay package estimated to be worth over $28 million. That's roughly 800 times the pay of the workers who actually brew and serve the coffee the business is built on. That's why those workers have begun to unionize. Since December 2021, Starbucks Workers United has won union elections in more than 300 Starbucks stores, covering more than 8,000 workers and counting. The Starbucks union campaign has inspired young workers across the country and breathed life into a U.S. labor movement that has been stagnant for decades. To bust the union, Starbucks briefly brought in its former CEO, billionaire Howard Schultz, and still refuses to even sit down at the bargaining table. That's why I've been boycotting Starbucks. As part of its campaign to tamp down further unionization, Starbucks corporate has fired scores of pro-union workers, closed stores that have unionized, threatened to withhold wage and benefit improvements from stores considering unionizing, and packed stores with outside managers to undermine organizing efforts. 
The National Labor Relations Board, which oversees all union elections in the United States, has issued more than 93 complaints covering 328 unfair labor practice charges against Starbucks and ordered reinstatement of at least 23 fired workers so far. Yet Starbucks is unwilling to change its anti-union ways, even though Schultz was grilled in front of Congress. Have you ever threatened, coerced, or intimidated a worker for supporting a union? I've had conversations that could have been interpreted in a different way than I intended. Starbucks claims to be a progressive company, but based on the way it's broken labor law and put unionized workers in the percolator, that couldn't be further from the truth. Now is an opportunity for all of us to make our voices heard and to tell Starbucks to stop union busting and bargain in good faith with Starbucks Workers United. And it's time for Joe Biden, who calls himself the most pro-union president in American history, to send a powerful message. We won't tolerate union busting by Starbucks or any other corporation. Otherwise, my boycott will continue. And perhaps you'll consider joining me. If we want to brew a future where workers have power and dignity, then we need to show solidarity with unions and stand up to corporate bullying. I've got to get better at making this. So as you can see, I wanted to actually uh, start off that way by having a backdrop of you know, person talking about, um, you know, what Starbucks does in terms of union, you know, how they treat their employee and stuff like that. And so as it pertain right now to what's going on, the backlash that this is like one of the company, um, you know, that pick side in terms of the war and what's been going on. So, um, you know, like he's saying, you know, it's like a lot of company don't like union. And once, you know, um, you know, you're part of a company who unionize and you're trying to protest, you know, the company will shut that particular um, location down, you know, even not paying their workers and stuff like that. So you can see how that can have a ne negative effect. And so a lot of people want to speak out. They want to voice their opinion, but they also got to remember they're also, they're, they will be backlash and stuff like that, you know. So I'm basically going to uh, play the other video right now that talks more about that and then leading up to the actual video that talk about all the other companies that are facing backlash and one thing i want to say since um starbucks have actually took the position of um siding with israel they have actually lost in um i think over 11 billion dollars in stocks that's how much money they've actually lost by them chosen one side over the other so without any further ado i'll basically play what this other uh, lady has to say based on what's going on with starbucks starbucks and the starbucks worker union are involved in warring lawsuits over the union's post on x earlier this week that said solidarity with palestine the post was only up for about 40 minutes before it was deleted but screenshots of it circulated across social media and people were calling for a boycott of starbucks starbucks has since sued the union for copyright infringement ordering it not to use its name or likeness in any of its marketing materials or across its social media. After the post, many social media users confused the union as being affiliated with Starbucks because one, it used the name, and two, its logo looks quite similar to the circular green and white logo that Starbucks has. 
Starbucks Workers United is not affiliated with the coffee house chain, but rather the Service Employees International United. It represents 9,000 baristas across 340 locations in the U.S. In response, the union countersued Starbucks for defamation, saying that the company suggested it promotes terrorism, hate, and violence in its recent statement. The National Labor Relations Board has already found 38 instances of unfair labor practices at Starbucks. So as you can see, you know, um, Starbucks is definitely fighting back because the union, um, you know, is there to try and protect the workers and stuff like that. And obviously a lot of protests and boycott and all this other stuff. So um, the other video I'm going to definitely play now is just um, them really talking about uh, the backlash with other company uh, who've actually taken side and, and what's going on. So without any further ado, here we go. Picking sides is always dangerous, like Rashida Talib learned. But it's not just lawmakers and governments, even companies are picking sides, sometimes with major consequences. Let me tell you what's happening in Turkey. Their parliament announced a boycott. Certain brands have been removed from its cafeteria, like Coca-Cola and Nestle. The lawmakers did not name these companies, but reports say these two have been pulled from the menu. So no more instant coffee, I guess. The question is why? Well, the parliament did issue a statement. Listen to what they said. The products of companies that support Israel will not be sold in restaurants, cafeterias and tea houses in the parliament campus. So that's why. Turkey says Coca-Cola and Nestle are supporting Israel, hence the boycott. And it's not just Turkey. In Malaysia, McDonald's and Burger King are being boycotted. In Pakistan, it's Coca-Cola. And no, it's not actually a boycott. Pakistanis are stealing the drink and and then spilling it. Take a look at this. bizarre but you get the idea what if other muslim countries do the same we're talking about a huge market here muslim countries are home to almost two billion people so full boycott would hurt which brings us to an important question what should companies do during wars should they pick sides stay on the sidelines or try to play a positive role it's a question that has become more important today because there are two wars going on now in ukraine and in gaza in Ukraine, most Western brands did pick a side. Reports say more than 1,000 companies have shut shop in Russia. And we're talking big names here like Volkswagen, Adobe, Amazon, Apple, BMW, KFC, McDonald's. All these brands have pulled out of Russia. They may say it's because of principles, but let's face it, it's just common sense. Most of these companies are based in Europe or the US. If you pull out from Russia, you stay in their good books. It's a no-brainer. But with Israel-Palestine, things are a little more complicated. Both sides have leverage. Western governments are backing Israel. The Muslim world is united behind Palestine. It's hard to find a villain here. So what do brands do? Well, some of them have played both sides, like McDonald's tried. Look at what the Israeli division announced. 
free meals for 100,000 IDF soldiers plus 50% discount on additional purchases. Days later, McDonald's' Oman, McDonald's Oman responded. They donated $100,000 to Gaza. Same company, two sides. What explains this strategy? Well, McDonald's says it's not the company's decision. These are franchises based in different parts of the world. What they do is up to them. How convenient is that? Their branches use the same logo, the same name, the same recipes. But McDonald's says, don't blame us. A few companies have not bothered to play both sides though, or play neutral. Like Ben & Jerry's. They're an ice cream brand based in the US. Last year, they pulled out of Palestinian territories. Why? To protest Israeli occupation. Which brings us back to the same question. Is picking sides okay? Well, it's not our place to tell companies how to manage their affairs. But we will say this. Consistency is key. If you criticize injustice, criticize it everywhere. A crackdown in the West Bank is wrong, but so are crackdowns in China, Xinjiang, or Hong Kong, or Paris, or Dhaka. Selective outrage is problematic. It exposes your political interests. And we're not saying it's easy. These companies face pressures from different sides, from the governments, from the public, even from their own workers. A recent report talked about workplace friction due to the war. Arab employees feel Palestine is being ignored. Jewish employees feel anti-Semitism is rising. Such issues have been reported at three major companies, Nike, Procter & Gamble, and Instacart. At Starbucks, it came to legal blows. A union of baristas voiced support for Palestine. They represent thousands of workers. They call themselves Starbucks Workers United. So guess what Starbucks did? They sued the union for damaging the brand. Like I said, it's a tough call. During conflicts, companies will be caught in the crosshairs. If they want to, they can put their neck out, maybe pick a side, but then be prepared for what comes next. Boycott calls, allegations of hypocrisy, and employee rebellions. So there you have it, you know, just how she basically cover um, that segment and just talk about the different backlash that uh, a lot of these company face and even the employee if they speak out, you know, so it, it's just kind of crazy how, you know, all this stuff that's going on. Some people just like we just wish there would be no more war. There'll be just peace. And, you know, everybody just, you know, want everybody to live in love and unity together. You know, it's just so much killing, so much stuff that's going on in the world that. We all wish that we could just have peace and unity amongst our brothers and our sisters and just our fellow human being. You know, so this is great. I just wanted to cover that. Again, I want to stay, you know, connected to, you know, all the different things that are happening in the world. Um, so, yeah. So I got um, just to finish this whole segment up. I got one more video to play. Just, um, you know, different news outlet just basically reacting to. Um, basically all these other companies and people around the world how they're reacting um, by them you know taking side in, in the war and how other companies are boycotting um, you know these company for basically standing either against one side or the other so without any further ado I'll go ahead and play that watching the videos the social media and the news coming from Gaza many people are left helpless but many in the Arab world resorted to boycott 
They are using their consumer power. And the international brands are starting to really feel it. I'm talking about McDonald's, Starbucks, and many others. Recently, they are mentioning even Dior. You know, globally, the buying, the purchasing power of Arabs is very big, especially in the fashion industry. Take a look. Dissent is growing in West Asian social media. Its intensity increasing by the minute against the Israel-Hamas war. People in West Asia are venting this frustration by boycotting Western products and companies that support Israel's war on Gaza. From Starbucks to AXA Insurance, people are calling out to stay away from these brands. Their campaign is trending on TikTok, YouTube and Instagram. Children, as well as parents, are shunning major Western brands. Angered by the Israeli attacks, Arabs have turned against the brands associated with Israel's allies, notably the United States. They are also calling on their governments to cut ties with Israel, while pro-Palestinian rallies are being held weekly in major capitals. Arab leaders are also supporting the boycott. Turkey and Jordan have recalled their ambassadors from Israel, registering their protest against the horrific war crimes. Saudi Arabia announced a pause in normalization talks and Bahrain's parliament said it has halted trade ties. The Turkish parliament even joined the people's movement. Effective this week, all Coca-Cola or Nestle products will not be sold in the parliament premises. Lawmakers say they will not help fill the war chest of Israel that is responsible for killing thousands of Palestinians. Not surprisingly, in this age of consumerism, the marketplace is the latest front in this war. Brands are synonymous with identities. The choice of a brand says something about its consumer. For the youth, affinity with a brand is not just about quality but also the causes and behaviors that the brand aligns itself to and the role it plays in them. This sentiment is what is playing out for Dior on social media. The luxury brand reportedly let go of its old ambassador, American model Bella Hadid. Of Palestinian descent, Hadid is a vocal critic of Israel. Over 10,000 innocent people have been killed in the last month in Israel's war on Hamas. But that is not all why the West Asia people are angry. In the last month, frustration has been rising against the Arab leaders too. In Jordan, people condemn their government for not helping the Palestinians. The times are tough, especially for Gazans, but for companies trying to retain consumers on an issue as black and white as the war, it will take special care not to alienate a significant share of their market. What companies need, at least those not willing to choose sides publicly, is a brand strategy that encourages dialogue, not boycott. So, as you can see, this is a final um, video, just reaction from, you know, different um, news outlets around the world and just how um, the different companies, um, you know, based on their, um, you know, decision or, 
you know, whatever side they choose, the backlash that they face from protests, you know, employees and stuff like that. And then if employees within the company decide to pick a side, then also there'll be a retaliation against them. You know, so it's just this whole thing is just crazy. And um, everyone is hoping for an end to to the conflict, you know, because when there's war, you know, you always there's always going to be destruction if life property and, and all this other stuff that's going on and so at the end of the day everyone is hoping that this thing will be over soon but I, as you can see you know all these big corporation you know they whatever side they chose or they choose you know they're always going to be some kind of backlash and again i just wanted to um you know touch on all different things that are happening and just to stay connected to all different events that are happening around the world and um, I just want to say thank you to all my listeners, subscribers, and all of those new listeners that's going to be joining me in the coming year. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, we're on our way to 50,000 stream. And, um, you know, I just have so much amazing stuff coming your way. So just stay, stay tuned. Um, and you can always check out my store with all the different apparels and stuff like that I got on there. And so that's all I have to share for this particular segment. Uh, see you guys in the next episode. Bye now.